Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is One on One. The Brutal Truth About Domestic Violence and Guns. February 28, 2022, Sacramento, California. David Fidel Mora Rojas shot and killed his three daughters, Samantha, age 10, Sarah, age 9, and Samia, 13. The children met with their father during a supervised visit at the church in Sacramento, a non-denominational Christian church. 59-year-old Nathaniel Kong was also shot and killed by Rojas. Then the 39-year-old killed himself. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is One on One. Welcome to my podcast. Please subscribe. Please share. This is the brutal truth about domestic violence and guns. Here's a little background on just one case, this one case. Multiply it many, many times. On February 23rd, 2022, five days before he killed his daughters and Nathaniel Kong, David Rojas was arrested for driving under the influence, assaulting a peace officer, and later assaulting medical staff. Rojas was also in the United States on a non-immigrant visitor's visa, but it had expired. So, bottom line, he was in the United States illegally. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, won't say when his visa expired, but they requested that they be notified when he was released from the Merced County Jail. Now, that's where he was taken after he was arrested for drunk driving, then he assaulted a police officer, and then he assaulted hospital staff. Now, most of this information that I got is from police reports, press releases, and online news reports. Because, of course, when you see that three little girls and a man, an innocent man, were killed and then the shooter turned the gun on himself, that's a big story anywhere, but it certainly was in Northern California, where I live. Now, according to reports, immigration authorities wanted to be notified if and when Rojas was released, but they were not. According to the Merced County Sheriff's Office, Rojas was released on $15,000 bail, and ICE was not notified because of sanctuary laws in California, which protect immigrants from ICE, even illegal immigrants. David Rojas was a wife beater and a domestic abuser. Now alone without her three little girls, his wife told police she lived in fear because of the beatings and abuse.
This is the press release from the Sacramento County Sheriff's Office. And I quote, The mother of his three children had obtained a restraining order against him after a domestic violence incident in April 2021. The family law court issued the restraining order through the Superior Court of California, County of Sacramento. The restraining order states explicitly that Mora Rojas cannot own or possess firearms or ammunition. After the shooting, Mora Rojas had in his possession an AR-style rifle. The gun had no serial number or manufacturer markings and is what the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives refers to as a privately made firearm, or a PMF. The rifle had an extended 30-round magazine. End quote. So this scumbag, just going to call him by his last name, Rojas. This Rojas, he killed his children and Nathaniel Kong with an unregistered ghost gun, privately made firearm, PMF, also known as a ghost gun, and they are growing in popularity. I also want to point out at this point that when you read or you see AR-style rifle, that means Armalite rifle. The AR in AR-15 rifle stands for Armalite rifle after the company that developed it in the 1950s. AR does not stand for assault rifle or automatic rifle. And now it's time to repeat what I've already said. He was in the United States illegally. He beat his wife. He had a restraining order. And on top of that, he was arrested for drunk driving, for assaulting a cop, for assaulting people at the hospital who were trying to treat him. But he was released on bail. He was set free even though he was illegal, so that he could go and get a ghost gun and kill his innocent babies and an innocent man. So in case you haven't guessed by now, this podcast is about domestic violence and gun homicides. And if we're going to talk about anything, people, because this is where we talk one-on-one, We need to talk about domestic violence. We need to. Women and men are dying because of domestic violence. And every day, gun violence increases in the United States. Every day. Which leads me to every 16 hours somewhere in the United States, a woman is fatally shot by a current or former intimate partner. 
I'll include links to all of this information on my website, GloriaMoraga.com. But I am now quoting from an investigation by Reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting. Go to their website, check it out. We all need to support independent reporting and journalism. The article is called When Abusers Keep Their Guns. It's comprehensive and it's an amazing piece of journalism. It shows that domestic violent gun homicides increased 58% over the last decade. We get this information from never-before-published FBI data. It was analyzed for reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting by James Allen Fox, a professor and criminologist at Northeastern University. This is a quote. Fox found that the pandemic has been an especially lethal period for abuse victims. Gun homicides involving intimate partners rose a stunning 25% in 2020 compared with the previous year, to the highest level in almost three decades. And women accounted for more than two-thirds of the victims shot and killed by intimate partners last year. End quote. I'll link to that study on my website. The articles document stories of women being attacked and brutalized by domestic partners. The women do everything possible to protect themselves, including calling the police, getting restraining orders, going into hiding, and on and on. Let's face it, folks. The laws protecting women from their partners are weak from state to state. Time after time, the domestic abuser only gets a slap on the wrist, and then they are released, and they are free to go and get a gun and fatally kill women and children, just like in the Rojas case. Let's face it, women are a low priority when it comes to legislation that protects us. We women do not have a powerful lobby like the gun lobby. And that brings us to S3623, the Violence Against Women Act, the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, 2022. So here's that background. On March 10th, 2022, the United States Senate gave final approval to the $1.5 trillion spending bill. That bill will fund the federal government through September 30th of this year. Now, in that legislation, which we all talked about, was the $13.6 billion to aid Ukraine. That's the information that got all of the attention in the news. But included in that budget was the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. That is S-3623. Now, this law was created 30 years ago, and it was aimed at preventing domestic violence, stalking, and sexual assault. But it lapsed in 2019. Now, President Joe Biden helped create this law as a senator in 1994. 
and a bipartisan group of senators, Republicans and Democrats, had recently unveiled a deal to expand the law. And understand now, at, at this point, uh, last year, it wasn't in effect anymore because it had lapsed. The 2022 reauthorization of the VAWA, the Violence Against Women Act, strengthens the landmark law. And here's just a couple of things that it does. It reauthorizes all current VAWA grant programs until the year 2027. And in many cases, it increases authorization levels. It increases services and support for survivors from underserved and marginalized community, including for LGBTQ and survivors of domestic violence, dating violence, sexual assault, stalking. It funds survivor-centered, community-based, restorative practice services and increasing support for culturally specific services and services in rural communities. It helps Native American women. And rather than read all the things that it does, I will include a direct link to the legislation on my website, GloriaMoraga.com. But right now, it's important that I tell you what the reauthorization will not do. It will not do more to remove guns from abusive domestic partners. It will not. The National Rifle Association opposed closing the so-called boyfriend loophole. Republicans attacked that provision calling it unnecessary gun control. Of course, proponents say it would save lives. Where do these people get off saying it's unnecessary gun control? Holy Mary. Wow. A bipartisan group of senators announced that they'd reached a deal they were excited about that because it possibly wasn't going to happen. But they said they only made that deal because the gun control provision was removed. And this is a quote. I think we can let out a sigh of relief, said Republican Senator Joni Ernst. She is a survivor of domestic violence and sexual assault, and she's one of the sponsors of the bill. And she was asked why the provision was dropped by CNN. And she said, quote, otherwise, it doesn't get done. So women, once again, women and families and children, we lose out to the NRA. And some Republicans took a pot shot at President Biden because that's all they know how to do anymore. Here's what we, women, lost. Federal law bars felons and some people convicted of misdemeanor domestic violence from possessing firearms. Okay, so this is prohibited to possess the firearms by federal law. But 
state and local law enforcement officials handle most domestic violent cases, and they can't enforce federal laws. And federal prosecutors haven't prioritized these laws. So the gun bans that are in existence that people aren't supposed to have guns in their possession, they just go unpunished. They're just ignored. You know, oh well, whatever. I don't want to enforce these laws. It's too much trouble. Just keep the guns. Also, and they say this is a, this is a big problem, federal law and most state statutes don't address how to retrieve the weapons from people who aren't legally permitted to have them. Gun bans are primarily enforced on an honor system. <laughs> oh, boy. Here is another great study. Deadly domestic violence statistics. Now, these statistics are from injury epidemiology. What a fantastic report. A comprehensive study was published, and it's called The Role of Domestic Violence in Fatal Mass Shootings in the United States, 2014 to 2019. And here are those statistics. Guns are the number one weapon in domestic violent killings in the United States. Just owning a firearm makes an abuser five times more likely to take a partner's life. People with a history of violence against a partner, including stalking or strangulation, are also far more likely to commit more heinous acts. Earlier this year, and this is all from the report, researchers reported that more than two-thirds of recent mass shootings in the United States involved perpetrators who killed partners or relatives or had a history of domestic violence. Domestic violence, including intimate partner violence, is a public health crisis in the United States. Nearly one in four women and one in seven men will experience severe physical violence at the hand of their intimate partner in their lifetime. Firearms contribute significantly to domestic violence in the United States to threaten, coerce, control, and kill. About 4.5 million women in the United States, 4.5 million women in the United States have been threatened with a gun, and nearly 1 million women have been shot or shot at by an intimate partner. Over half of all intimate partner homicides are committed with firearms. A woman is five times more likely to be murdered when her abuser has access to a gun. And the report goes on to say, these are the recommendations, to reduce the number of domestic violence homicides we must ensure that people who abuse their intimate partners or family do not have access to weapons. Yes, duh. Come on, lawmakers, come on. Wake up. 
That's the end of the quotes from that study, which is great. I highly recommend that you read these, these studies. Now, I love somebody who was abused by a former partner. And I think we all know someone who has suffered domestic violence or has suffered at the hands of someone they know. And I'm sickened by the lack of support from lawmakers who continue to bow to the gun lobby instead of supporting women. And that, my friends, is the brutal truth about domestic violence and guns. I'm Gloria Moraga. Please subscribe. Please share. It's important. This is an important issue this year. It's important that you know who supports these issues and who's going to help us and help our children. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman and I vote. Please join me. Please vote. And you know what else? Talk about it. Talk about it one on one. Yeah, it's not a fun subject, but boy, we need to talk about it. And I think of those three little girls, those three little girls who aren't going to have a life and their mom left to mourn them. I can't imagine. I can't even go there and imagine what she's going through right now. Be safe.